0: Folks, we got a huge show today. China is building a naval base in South America. And what's going on in the state of Nebraska? There's something rotten in Nebraska. We're going to talk about it. I call it the Cornhusker Kickback, a story about corruption and an expose on how politics actually works in our country. But folks, I want to remind you, please, if you haven't done yet, go to humanevents.com slash POSO and sign up for the POSO Daily Brief right now. I know if you're like me, you're sick and tired of constantly scrolling through the news, scrolling through Twitter, scrolling through Telegram, scrolling through all the timelines, cut out all the crap. Just sign up for the Poso Daily Brief. Boom. One email delivered directly to you every day with all the top stories that I use to go into the show and then to inform me for the rest of the day. I love it. And so now now we're providing that process to you. And it's called the Poso Daily Brief, humanevents.com slash Poso. Let's get into it. But it was clear the person for the job is Senator Designate Pete Ricketts. Thank you. I often say Nebraska is what America is supposed to be. And it's never been truer at any time in our history than today. We think about all the opportunity that we have here in our state, the jobs that are available, our high quality institutions of education. And what we have done here in state government in my administration over the last eight years was show how can we make government work for the people? You know, there's a fallacy in Washington, D.C. that government can't work and we have to expect failure. But that's not true. We prove that it's not true here in Nebraska. We need to hold Washington, D.C. accountable for making sure they're providing the same level of high service that we do here at state government. We need to hold Washington, D.C. accountable. We need to hold Washington, D.C. accountable. All right, let's do a little accountability, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard tonight's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is January 13th, 2023, Anno Domini. We're going to talk about a little something called the corn husker kickback. And believe it or not, I think I'm one of the only people in all of media who's willing to tell you this story. Certainly one of the only people who's on the right to tell you this story because, and I posted this in a thread on Twitter this morning, and I know, I know I hate threads. I do, but unfortunately, they serve a purpose, at least for now. So I said I was going to expose this story, and I didn't care if it involved people on the right, if it didn't, if it involved conservatives. Because Rod Blagojevich went to jail for selling Barack Obama's Senate seat. Pete Ricketts just sold a United States Senate seat to himself. Let me explain. So that guy you just listened to was the new governor of Nebraska, Jim Pillen. And Jim Pillen, that charismatic Debonair, uh, just 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 oozing oozing charisma through the the, the TV set towards you. I know. Grab some of that pill and mentum. He decided that he would nominate his former predecessor as governor, Ricketts, to fill Ben Sasse's seat. Why is Ben Sasse suddenly not a senator anymore? By the way, there wasn't an election people of Nebraska had nothing to say. In fact, Pete Ricketts himself once ran for governor, 2006, spent $12 million of his personal money and lost. Yet he came back and he started financing things around the entire state, financing candidates around the entire state and got to the point where he became governor. Now the Ricketts family, they're billionaires from the Midwest. His father was the founder of TD Ameritrade and the family owned the Chicago Cubs we have no problem with their success, right? And I don't have an issue with people being successful, but let's, let's continue to see what went through here. So Ricketts lavishly spent to support pillin in the campaign, even made sure to do everything he could to clear the path through that primary, totally got into it, made sure that pillin won. What happened next? All of a sudden, Ben Sass out of nowhere resigns or announces that he intends to resign from the US Senate because he's received a job. University of Florida. I'm not sure exactly why he was given that job and why it was not offered to anyone else. We don't know. I'd like to know. And so, if former Senator Sass would like to tell us or anyone would like to come on the program and explain this, I'd be more than happy to have you on and understand what went on here. So Pillen comes out and says, I'll make my appointment after the election because there was no real challenge. I mean, he he was clearly going to win the governor's race. Everybody kind of knew that it was going to be Ricketts because everybody knew that Ricketts always wanted to be a senator. Now he is one. So Ricketts had the ability, term limited, he had the ability to name himself senator. But he said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wait. And a couple days after the inauguration of Pillen as governor, his handpicked successor, who does he name other than the person who bankrolled his entire campaign for governor, Pete Ricketts and you can go through we have videos of of how all this started we've got the dates we've got the times but at the end of the day what you're really seeing here is machine politics it's machine politics in the midwest look i'm from pennsylvania and guess what we got lots of machine politics over there this is normally something you see in northeastern states it's like something you'd see in you know tammany hall in new york city but instead We're seeing it in Nebraska, a state where, you know, it's in the Midwest and people just sort of overlook what happens there. And I had a problem with that because you see, I went to Nebraska and I met the candidates, met all the candidates. I even met Ricketts at one point, met an event. And here's the thing, I don't want to live in a country where elections aren't decided By the people. I don't want to live in a country where offices for our highest land are bought and sold like this. I think that's kind of the whole point. And if we are going to live in a country like that, let's at least be open and honest about it. But go and look, and I'd love to read for you the headline from the Omaha World Herald. Listen to this. You say, surely, Poso, the local media would be all over this. I mean, liberal media would for some reason they don't seem to care. What did they write? The Omaha World Herald, formerly owned by Warren Buffett. In some states, Pete Ricketts might have risked some political peril by a, being appointed by, to the U.S. Senate by his ally and successor as governor, Jim Pillen, but not Nebraska, because it's conservative. Like, So basically they're saying Nebraskans are too stupid to understand what went on? I don't think so. I don't believe that for a second. I think people are busy, but I don't think people are stupid. No, I don't think it's like that at all. And so that's why we here at Human Events strive to give you the facts. And folks, that's what we call the Cornhusker kickback. Now, folks, are you waiting for the other shoe to drop? Because at any moment now, another major crisis could pop up and take America by surprise. That's when the panic starts and grocery store shelves are stripped bare within hours. We've seen it before. We'll see it again. Look at the storm that just swept across the country. Even areas that are prepared for winter weather were taken by surprise. That's why so many people are grabbing emergency food from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest preparedness company and wants to help even more Americans get ready for what's coming. That's why they're taking $200 off the regular price of their three-month emergency food kit. This kit is packed with delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks enough to feed one person for three whole months. Get at least one kit per family member so you have enough to go around. These kits are in stock and ready to ship. Shipping is free, and your entire order arrives quickly in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Don't be taken by surprise. The time to prepare is now. Go to preparewithposo.com today. Preparewithposo.com. French news site Intelligence Online reported in November last year that China is putting pressure on Argentina to build a naval base at Ushuaia in Tierra del Fuego province. According to independent intelligence and local media reports, China is trying to establish a gateway to Antarctica by building a port at Tierra del Fuego that could act as a naval base. The base will bring Beijing closer to Antarctica and allow it to control the passage between the Atlantic and the Pacific Oceans. Notably, Argentina's southern tip is only 680 miles from the Antarctic coast. So we're going to have to go back here to a long-standing tradition, long-standing function, long-standing feature here on Human Events Daily that we call the Map Break. Folks, Map Break. Here is Tierra del Fuego, located at the nexus of the southern tip of South America between Chile and Argentina. It's also, as was just stated in the clip right there for you, right across from Antarctica. China has now, essentially, it's been reported, been in talks with the government of Argentina to set up not only access to Tierra del Fuego, but potentially a naval base. We're told it's just a research base in Tierra del Fuego. Understand, this is one of the most strategic choke points across the entire world. Also, what are they doing? They are going to use this to go into Antarctica for exploration on rare earth elements. They have an absolute lock on rare earth elements around the entire world through Africa, through Greenland. You know, if we had a government that wasn't so stupid, perhaps we would actually look at the world this way too and say, what are the things that we are going to need more access to in the future and how do we get them? Because at the end of the day, the world is want run by real politics. All of the international liberalism, the international world order that we're told so much about doesn't exist. It's a figment of your imagination. The United Nations does not have an army or a navy. The WTO has no actual enforcement mechanism other than pieces of paper. Do you think the Chinese Communist Party cares about pieces piece of paper? They don't. You know, what they care about resources, cash, their one belt, one road system. And so the one belt, one road has now brought them all the way to the Atlantic ocean and they're going to be building naval base in South America. So just, just understand that, just to understand that's what they're going to be doing. And you need to accept that and you need to embrace it because our government's not going to do anything about this. Oh, they might, you know, hem and haw about it. They might say, you shouldn't do that. But they're not actually going to stand up to China here. Why? Because they're getting paid off. Because so many people are getting rich off of our relationship with China. So many people are making so much money off of this in terms of trade, political donations that we just talked about in the last segment. Understand how the system works you're going to get to a point where China, by the way, already has huge amount of influence over the Panama Canal because of the companies that run the Panama Canal and the ones that actually service that thing. Why the U.S. sold it back to Panama or or turned it back over to Panama, I do not understand. Should never have happened. Hong Kong shouldn't be given back either. But we decided to do this because we're stupid. So we gave up One of the things that the United States built that created one of the most strategic choke points in the entire world, certainly the most important one in our entire hemisphere, and we gave it up. And Panama turned around and leased it to the Chinese Communist Party. So before the Panama Canal existed, you had to go all, if you wanted to ship anything from the East Coast to the West Coast, you had to go all the way around the southern, like Magellan, right? All the way around the southern tip of Tierra del Fuego. Well, China's going to make sure they get that too. Just to cover all their bases. So what's gonna happen? We've also heard very much about the northern shipping route. So here's the way the world works. Because we have a system of globalism, China is the world's manufacturer. The Middle East, predominantly, is where the world's energy comes from, but that's changing. Certainly, though, for China, it's where they get their energy. They're building pipelines with Russia, they're building pipelines to Iran, they're building pipelines through Pakistan. Why? because they need that energy to fuel their rise. All of the Ukraine Russia stuff, you can I mean just look at look at what the goal is. US LNG exports are up across Europe. The United States is replacing Russia as the importer, the major importer to Europe of energy. Are you paying attention to yet? Nord Stream 2 and Nord Stream 1 are sitting at the bottom of the Baltic Sea. Cherchez le petrol. Follow the petrol. Okay? You want to understand world politics? Follow the petrol. So Russia is going to control the northern shipping route. Because at the end of the day, if everything is shipped on the oceans from point A to point B... All of that shipping cost goes into the final cost of your product. So if you have the ability to ship something faster and cheaper, then you're going to beat everyone else shipping it the other way through the Straits of Malacca, the Suez Canal, Babel Mendeb, et cetera, et cetera, all the way through. Now, if you want to go from China to Europe by ship, you can go over the North Pole. Who's going to control all those waterways? Russia. That's why they're investing in mega ports along Russia's northern coast. In the next 30 years, 40 years, that's what you're going to see. China is now making sure that they control the global south. The United States, like usual, is not playing to win. We're just playing. Look, folks, offers for free iPhones, usually too good to be true. And just like freedom itself, nothing is free. Mobile phone companies not only lock you into long-term contracts, they also build the price of the phone into your bill with hidden fees. With Patriot Mobile, they can show you how to get that same iPhone interest-free without the games and no contract. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks because they use the same towers as the major carriers. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. Patriot Mobile offers a performance guarantee. If you are not happy with your coverage, you can switch to either of the three major carriers they provide for free. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash POSO or call their 100% US-based customer service team. You will get free activation today with promo code POSO. If you are fed up with woke companies that don't care about the values of us, your family, or our country, support a company that does. PatriotMobile.com slash POSO. You've described it as a one in a trillion shot. And the gun was in your hand. How do you come to terms with that? It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. no. I I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. What did you think happened? How did a real bullet get on that set? I have no idea. Someone put a live bullet in a gun, a bullet that wasn't even supposed to be on the property. I didn't pull the trigger. They pulled the trigger. I didn't pull the trigger. They pulled the trigger. I didn't pull the trigger. They pulled the trigger. trigger. Alec Baldwin. So it's been, and and I'm looking at the dates here, it has been basically forever, forever since this shooting took place. By the way, during the Alec Baldwin situation, uh, after the incident, the shooting death of Helena Hutchins, someone reached out to me who had information from Rust, from the set, told me explicitly what was going on, told me what was going on with the armorer, told me exactly who the armorer was before all of it became public. We stayed in touch. It's called source development and source management, folks. That same source tells me Rust is still shooting. Pun not intended. They're still planning to finish the movie. They're going to refilm. going to watch myself there. Watch my language. They're now moving production to California, out of state, and apparently Alec Baldwin is still connected. Well, they're finally now announcing, after all this time, that Alec Baldwin, perhaps just in a few weeks, may actually face charges for the shooting that, again, he is responsible for. Nobody even questions the fact that he's responsible for the shooting. So what are we told? From the Postmillennial, the Santa Fe District Attorney's Office will decide later this month whether to file charges against Alec Baldwin and others in the production of Rust for their role in the death of the film cinematographer Helena Hutchins. Hutchins was fatally shot by Baldwin with a live round while rehearsing on October 21st, 2021. It's almost been a year and a half. Imagine the lawyers, imagine the fight that's going to And Remember, We were told a couple of months ago, because Human Events is not dropping this story. We're not dropping this. We were told that the Santa Fe District Attorney's Office went to the New Mexico governor, New Mexico legislature, and requested a special dispensation of money, extra money, that was required for them because they were uh, projecting out that they were going to be facing a high-profile case. So they have potentially said this. And here's the thing, folks. When you are operating a firearm, when you're driving a car, it doesn't matter if you don't think the gun is loaded. That's like saying, oh, I didn't know there was gas in the car. If you push the pedal down and hit somebody and kill them, you didn't mean to. You are still legally liable because you know that a car in that instance is an inherently dangerous object. The same way that if you are holding a gun in your hand, you know that you are holding an inherently dangerous object. And that is why you have anybody in the shooting community. you go out to the range. What are the three rules of safety? Rule number one. It's very simple. And anyone out there who goes shooting, anyone out there who's had any training, military, law enforcement, you know exactly what I'm about to say. What is the number one rule? Treat every gun as if it is loaded. Treat every gun as if it is loaded. It's as simple as that. If you always do that, you will always be fine. And here's the problem for Alec Baldwin that's how the law sees it. For the law, it does not matter if he did not intend to kill Helena Hutchins. Also, and keep in mind, the FBI, the ballistics office has gone through this gun. They've taken the firearm and they've tested it. You know what they found? They found this thing don't fire unless you pull the trigger. Somebody pulled that trigger. And there's only, think about it, right? If a, a gun is in someone's hand, gun doesn't go off by itself magically because you breathed on it too hard or you looked at it too quickly. No, guns go off when you pull the trigger. Somebody pulled that trigger and it was only in one person's hand. No, I think this is terrible, but I will also say this and shout out to Viva Fry and Tim Poole who have brought up this theory. Why have we yet to see the footage from the camera of the shooting. No, I'm not saying that I want to see the actual death, but what I'm saying is, there's if when you were on a set, if you've done any time uh, working in media, working on a film set like that, you, there's always a camera rolling. Obviously, we know there was a camera rolling because we we know that she, Helena Hutchins, as the cinematographer, director of photography, was holding a camera and was talking about what kind of angle she wanted for the shot. Was that camera rolling? Where's that footage? We also know there's behind-the-scenes featurettes. There's people with their cell phones. There's always some camera that's rolling that's out there. Where's the footage? We've seen some footage of it, but we've never seen the actual footage of the shooting because what I'd like to know was Alec Baldwin yelling. Was he upset? Was he angry? Because if this were anyone else, you could say, oh my gosh, that was just a terrible accident. But what do we know about Alec Baldwin when he gets upset? When he gets irritated? He flies off the handle. We saw him do that to his daughter on a voicemail. We saw him do that uh, many times with reporters, people taking pictures, all sorts of things. We know that he has a propensity to do this. Did he do that while holding a loaded gun? And if charges are filed and they should be filed because it doesn't matter who somebody is. It doesn't matter how connected somebody is. It doesn't matter how uh, politically important somebody is or influential, You he was kicked off of SNL. But at the end of the day, he killed somebody. He shot and killed a coworker. And if that had happened to Jack Posobiec or Charlie Kirk or Steve Bannon, or you or anyone in your family, God forbid, You'd all be charged, and it wouldn't be a year and a half. You'd be charged the next day, maybe the next week, because you killed somebody. And in our society, when you kill somebody, there needs to be a debt paid, not just to the person's family, but also to society, because that person's life mattered. That's the society we live in. That's our morality. That's our law. And it's been like that for a long time. And if we play games with it, we are going to lose not only our society, but we are going to lose who we actually are. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.